Hey, Dr. Mike here. So do you know what percent of plastics the United States recycles every year? Stay tuned to find out. It's not a good number. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. Hey, Dr. Mike here. Welcome to Live Foreverish. I'm your host, and I'm also with my co-host, Dr. Crystal Gosser. Hello, Dr. Mike. Great to see you. Um, yes. So do you know the answer to the teaser? What percent of plastics in the United States? I know it's under 10%. Yeah, it's very scary. The actual number is 8.7% of plastics are recycled, and that's out of 35 million tons of plastics generated on average in the United States. That's crazy. Wow. And we wonder why we have a problem. (laughs) But I wonder if it's just all too confusing. Well, I think there's a couple issues there. I do. I think um, maybe confusion is one, but I also know this is this is true. Most cities can't afford to recycle much more than 10%. Recycling plastics is expensive. So it turns out a lot of the recycling bins you have, and I know you do that with your kids, you make sure they put the glass over here, the plastic over here, you know, a lot of that just ends up in the landfill anyways. Well, I would hope not, Dr. Mike. That will make me very sad. You know, where I live, some places it is very difficult because you have to separate it out. Luckily, where I live, we can put it all together. So we don't have to separate out the paper. Yeah, because they're not they're not recycling um, it. They keep it all together. No. <laughs> you should check it out. You should check your area. And this is for the audience too. What percent of plastics in your area are actually recycled? And I think you'll, I don't think anywhere in the United States is going to be above 10%. I don't. Mm. That's my thought. Yeah. But let's talk then. Because here's the thing. So we hear this. We know plastics are bad for the environment. They take forever and ever and ever to break down. Um, I mean, we literally have islands of plastic um, uh, cups and, uh, and uh, you know, water bottles uh, floating in the oceans, like islands of these things, right? Um, that yes. you can see from space. I mean, this is how crazy this is getting. Um, but but it, plastics aren't going to go anywhere, Dr. Crystal. I mean, that we they're so ingrained in our industries and society. So I, I guess what I want to talk about, is there a better way to plastic? I do. I, I think so. Um, and the better way is to... First, understanding um, the types of plastic, understanding the symbols, what the numbers mean, um, and also understanding the ones that you may not want to use because you can't really recycle them. And so I think that's when, when you talk about a better way, I think the better way is more knowledge and more, more understanding. And then the second better way is to develop a plan. I think yeah. most people, they, they don't really have a really good recycling strategy for their home. Okay. That makes sense. Let's talk about the numbers that are on plastic bottles and stuff, right? I mm-hmm. think, what was, is it um, the most accepted numbers are like one through seven? Is that well, right? It- yes. Well, most communities will accept plastic numbers one through seven. And those are the numbers that is usually on the label or on the actual plastic container. And there's a, a, a like a triangle with arrows and there's a number 
inside of that arrow. And um, so if numbers one through seven are usually accepted, some communities may not accept three or five, you know, but that's the challenging part is you kind of have to call your local recycling program to find out what they accept and what they won't. Well, what, is, what do they mean? So does number one mean it's not as good of a plastic for recycling as number two? But, you know, no, uh, and number three is better than number two. Is that, is that what the numbers mean or or, or is there no real consistency to, to the numbers? Does it have to do anything with how they can be recycled? Yes, it has everything to do with with what they're made of and how easily they can be recycled. Um, so in the different numbers, depending on the numbers, um, they may be more of the, the hard plastics that. Um, that are less easy to recycle because they are so hard. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then you have the softer plastics, like you know your water bottles, where they can easily be broken down and then made into other goods. Okay, but again, what? So well, how? So if I'm looking at a, a a water bottle or a or a supplement bottle. Mm -hmm. you know, what numbers should I be looking for? Like, is there, do I want to stay away from ones and twos and threes and focus on the higher? Or is that hard to do because it depends on the plastic? It depends what they're using that plastic for. Is that where it gets complicated? You're usually going to want to look for a number one. And number one. That's like, that's, that's the goal. All right. Number so one. one yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And what now does that, um, so with that, with that numbering system, um, you know, if I call my local community up and, and ask them, you know, what, what plastics do you readily um, recycle? Is, is, is all of these one, do all of them recycle one through seven? But I guess you said there are some communities that don't, like you mentioned three and five. Why not three and five? Like, why do, why do some communities pick and choose which types are going to recycle? Just because of the resources that it takes to break down those three and fives. The three and fives tend to be um, like the the components that make up that that plastic may be a little more toxic. <laughs> okay. Oh, and so they they prefer then not to recycle that type because now they got to deal with the the byproducts of some of that recycling. Maybe that's exactly. where the resources need it. Gotcha. Okay. Let's uh -huh. talk a little bit about toxins within plastics, right? I know it's not just plastic, right? Plastic is a problem. Plastic hangs around for a long time. But as you just mentioned, when plastics kind of begin to break down, they can release some stuff into the environment we don't want, right? We don't want it in our bodies or anything like that. So let's run through um, what's what are some of the the big players here in, in, in plastic toxicity. And I know I want to ask you about BPA. Tell us about that. Oh, of course. That's the one that has uh, received the most attention. Um, bisphenol A, it's an organic compound and it, it's used to, to make plastics, it, you know, in your, um, in your canned goods, it's added to the lining of the food and drinks um, cans to kind of keep the food from interacting with the metal that the, cause you know, your, your canned goods are made of metal. And so we don't want your food interacting with that metal. So BPA is included 
Um, you know, it's a controversial topic because the yeah, FDA has declared it safe. It it's safe, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of groups that don't like that. A lot of groups that have shown, at least in small studies and laboratory studies, that it could be um, it's a hormone disruptor, maybe at 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 um, at, at its worst. Um, but it, but at the end of the day, um, you're starting to see more companies staying away from uh, BPA. So you're seeing BPA free plastic, but many of them are actually replacing it with something that's similar, right? It's yes, yes, but that's, beef. that's not as good as that's almost just as bad, right? Yes. BPS may be a little bit worse. There's some <laughs> indication that it may be worse. So, um, so we can't necessarily say that you want to look for BPA free. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, you know, this brings up a, um, I think, an important point, because you we get we get this question a lot, right? Is it safe to heat up plastics, microwave plastics, and stuff like that? Um, and at the end of the day, the answer to that is no, because it's that that heat that you could almost consider heat almost like processing that plastic, releasing those toxins, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, so I I'm a big a proponent for do not heat anything in plastic at all. Just don't yeah. do it. Use glass and uh, and that will be your best strategy. Now, now it's not just BPA. What are some of the other toxins that we should be worried about with plastics? Well, you have sometimes heavy metals. Sometimes you have um, dioxins. So there are many um you know, many chemicals that are used to produce the plastics. But what's important, um, which kind of goes back to those numbers, there are numbers that are what's considered food safe. So for example, number one is considered food safe. It's been tested and it it's not leaching into your foods. So, you know, that's that's something else uh, to consider when you're kind of looking at those numbers. And there's this saying that you hear one, two, four, five, stay alive, three, six, seven, straight to heaven. Okay. So okay. Means- All right. So you're saying one, two, four, and five are the better plastics, I guess, in terms of toxins, right? Is that yes. what you're saying? And the yes. three, six, seven, not so good. We want to stay away from those. So I would assume, you know, sometimes now when you go to your grocery stores, you can see you know, prepackaged food in some of these plastics. And, and many of them now say, you know, this is oven safe. This is microwave safe. So that that is probably more of a reference to the toxins, right? That that's probably a number one plastic or something. Exactly. Right. Okay. That's heat stable. Right. Now, what about, um, you hear this sometimes, uh, and it's, I don't think it's as confusing as BPA for people. I think most people accept BPA as not being good, right? Mm-hmm. Um is uh, PET or PET plastics. Tell us about that. Yeah, those those are good. Um, we would consider those to be um, safe. It's the, one of the most commonly used plastics, easy to recycle, low risk of leaching. Um, and, you know, they have less greenhouse gas emissions and, um, and produces less waste due to resistance to breakage and denting. So, you know, we, we kind of like those. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, why then is there not a, a, a bigger push in manufacturing to use 
pet only or PET only plastics? I mean, why why are we messing around with any other form of plastic? Well, PET is transparent. So any company that's looking for something where you oh, cannot yeah. see through the bottle, then they'll probably choose a different type, which is fine. Um, there's, you know, there's another type that that is not transparent that that seems to be pretty safe as well. Um, but we we like the the pet PET. Yeah. Now tell us about your house. So you got, you know, and not and you know me, I'm always interested in your family and your kids and your husband. And so you because you you have a real active family. How do you handle recycling? Like what have you taught your children? Is there do you have different, even though you say you don't have to separate, do you separate so they learn a little bit? You know, like what do you no, do? No, we don't separate it, but we have um we have like one of the drawer trash can receptacle things. So when you open the drawer, there are two trash cans. The first one, the one in the front is, you know, real trash. The mm -hmm. one in the back is recycled. Okay. And um and so we recycle, you know, anything that we can from milk cartons to to water bottles if we happen to have them to paper. Yeah. Uh, Yes. So and your we, kids, your kids enjoy being a part of that. Right. So, so families can make recycling kind of a fun thing for kids, I think. Right. It's almost like a game for them. Yes. My mom had a great idea the other um, last week she was visiting and she said, you know, she does this at home. She has like one of those big um, kind of container things in her garage. And she you know, put like nice little paper covering around it and decorated it. And it's like the, re <laughs> the recycling station. Um, and so then it becomes like a little basketball game. If you have something, then you go in the garage and you sort of see if you can can make it into a <laughs> <the> bucket. <laughs> yeah. I think that's great. I think, you know, that the kids engage with that kind of stuff and it teaches them how important this is. Um, one of the things, you know, I don't have a, fam a family like that. I don't have kids running around. So I do recycle. And, but one of the things I've been trying to do, and I think it's as a single guy, it's it's a it's an easy step. I you know, what I try to do is if I'm buying any anything that's in plastic, if there is a a refill, a, a, like, what, what am I trying to say? A, um, like a bigger bottle that is like a refilling bottle. Mm -hmm. So I'm only so I buy that once and then I buy only once the you know, let's say it's Windex or something like that. Right? Oh yes, uh huh. So I buy that. I buy that smaller one once, and I just constantly am refilling it. So I'm using the same, you know, cleaning bottle oh, over, I and see. over and over. I see. Yes. But rather than buying a new one every single time, and yes. most stores now offer those larger containers to refill. Yes, very true. See, that's not Go bad, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually ends up being cheaper too. Yes. So the refilling bottles you get more, uh, you get a better, better bang for your buck out of them. All right. Yeah. Wow. So great information. Um, you know, at the end of the day, this, this is a conversation we could, I mean, we could do a whole, you know, seminar on plastics and, oh, yes. and, and, and how they are affecting our environment. We all know that we need to do better. Uh, communities need to do better in recycling. People in their homes need to do better um, with recycling and figuring out ways how not to use so much of the plastic. Dr. Crystal, thank you for joining me today. Don't forget, you can go to liveforeverish.com. That's liveforeverish.com. You can find many, many more podcasts there. 
Download them, like them, share them, comment, and subscribe. So that way you never miss a show. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.